It's always good to be in the presence of the Lord, isn't it? Is that we can be in the presence of the Lord anywhere we are. Because we are his dwelling place. And I wanted to share a little bit about uh, convention. It was, it was a really powerful time. It was really, um, it's kind of, we, we only had like three services, but it was kind of like 18 services in three sections. Um, we had 23 different speakers, six main speakers, and this is all like in three times. So think about hearing from 23 different people in, in a day and a half, two days. It was like overwhelming. But one person who shared, his name is Jerry Cook, and he's an author and a part of our Foursquare family, and he's kind of like a grandpa figure, if I can say that, uh, but with a heavy prophetic anointing. Like when the man speaks, you listen. Have you ever been around somebody like that? So uh, he, he just pulled up a chair and sat at this little table and just talked to us, and, and you just felt like you were worn out by the end, you know? You were like, what just happened to me? Um, but Foursquare sent us, uh, all the licensed ministers, a book before uh, we went and encouraged us to read it. And I started reading it. And um, I really love uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of you know that. That's that's just something that I, I'm passionate about and passionate about seeing um, Jesus do in people is baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And so this book is all about the Holy Spirit. And one thing that he mentions is the day of Pentecost, when all the people are gathered in the room, we, we just talked about this a couple weeks ago because it was Pentecost Sunday. They're all gathered in the room, and all of a sudden there's a rushing wind, a sound of rushing wind. Now, I've always read this, the, the wind and the fire, and thought, oh, man, this is so cool. But I had never thought about what that meant in their culture to them at that moment. That the wind... Uh, what was a was a symbol of God to them. If you read the Old Testament, a lot of times God shows up in wind. So so all of a sudden, when they're inside and they hear the rushing wind, they they understood the presence of God is here. Now they're coming from a place they never understood what it was like to be the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. We 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 have no concept of what that's like because we live in after the Holy Spirit came. So. As believers, we've always been the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit from the time we were born again. But these people, the, the way they had it set up is the presence of God was something reserved for only a few people. They had to do all of these rituals and, and not even everybody could enter into the presence of God. And then, so they're, they're praying, the wind comes and then the fire comes. And the fire is one of, one of the things too that was God. Think about the pillar of fire that led them in the desert in the wilderness with Moses, that the, all these things about fire, when they, when they would burn, uh, you know, like I'm thinking of, I think it's in Leviticus where they put the sacrifice on and God came down in fire and burned it up and everybody fell face down. When Elijah calls, you know, against the prophets of Baal, what comes down? Fire from heaven. So these people see fire in this room with them. Again, they're very aware. This is God. 
because they know that in their culture, in their history, everything that they've done. And what does the fire do? It separates and settles on each one of them so that all of a sudden they become aware this is not something that's just for certain people. All of a sudden, the fire is settled on every person saying, God is here and he's for every person. He is, he is filling them. This is, this is the first baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first indwelling of the Spirit. So when that fire separates and settles on them all individually, think about what that meant to them. It wasn't just the big fire that was God that they had to do. The fire separated and came to each of them. They became the dwelling place of God. And that is who we are today. We are the dwelling place of God. And Jerry Cook shared this message that was so, so basic, but it was like so powerful and good because I've just been in a place and I think our church too, just like, okay, God, where are, who are we? What are we called to do? And you know, Jerry's like, why do we do that in church? Who are we? We are four square. We are in a church. We are in a part of a four square church. And I believe this is our DNA Jesus is the savior. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the healer. And Jesus is the soon coming king. That's, that's the four square gospel. And as believers in Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So all of those four attributes of Jesus are in us working all the time. Jesus, the savior is in us working all the time. Be the saving presence of Jesus. That is who we are. So when we show up in our workplaces, when we show up in Walmart, the saving presence of Jesus is there to set people free, to save them all the time. It doesn't, it's not like, oh God, show up. He's there. He is in us moving, ready to work. Jesus is the baptizing, we are the baptizing presence of Jesus. In other words, we have all of the Holy Spirit in us and available to us at all time. We can function in any and every gift of the Holy Spirit as needed instantly. So when we show up, people should be more whole because we get there. Because that presence is in us. Jesus is the healer. We are are his church. We are the healing presence of Jesus. So we should be the healing presence of Jesus. When we walk into a place, people get more healthy because we're there. Because why? Because we are the healing presence of Jesus anywhere we go. You know, he said, Jesus never laid his hands on a, on a, a person who was well and made him sick. You never saw Jesus showing up and people get sicker. Jesus showed up and people got healed. We are the healing presence of Jesus anywhere we go. Whether we're, seeing, whether we're around somebody that has a sinus infection, whether we're around somebody with cancer, we have the healing power of Jesus already in us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in us. We are his dwelling place already. And Jesus is the soon coming king. He will come back one day. My favorite, Jerry Cook, he's up there. He said, he could come back before I finish this sentence. And there was a pause and he said, but he didn't. But he will interrupt a sentence someday. 
And you see, that brings hope. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the Jesus coming back thing, um, some of us get like a little nervous about that because you start having to worry about if the end times or post-trib, pre-trib, all these theological stuff that doesn't matter. And we make it into like kind of creepy. But the fact of the matter is, is that it, that, that should be something that releases hope to people that this is not the end. This is not all there is. Jesus is coming back for his church someday. And so when we go out, we are the presence of hope for people around us that this is not it. This is not the end. There's something more. And like that was his basic message. Only it was probably 15 times better. And you felt like you were just worn out by the time he got done with you. But the idea of let's just be those things. Because the Holy Spirit is in us. So that way, when somebody shows up at your garage sale that needs something, the Holy Spirit was in you, enabling there to be wholeness and health released to that woman because he's in you working, because you are the dwelling place of God. And that's so very basic, but the fact of the matter is, is that's who we are. And if we can begin to believe just those, those, those four things of saying that's who we are and start to take it with us, what would our city look like? That doesn't mean that we have to go into Walmart and line everybody out in the produce section and lay our hands on them. And make them fall down in the power of Jesus so that they can get healed or saved or delivered. Although if God is telling you to do that, by all means, please do it. But what it does mean is that we have a responsibility as believers of Jesus to just be aware of his presence in us. And be aware that, you know what, our presence is more powerful than we think it is. We can get going through life, we all are busy, we have a million things, but... But if we in our busy life and those things that we have to do, the obligations, our jobs can live in a, in a way that we are aware that wherever I step my foot, God is at, at work. So that even in my busyness, if I have to run to the grocery store, if I have to take my kid to school, if I have to do this, when I set foot in my kid's mother's day out, what is God doing there through me? Who needs a touch from Jesus? Who needs to be more whole because I'm there? It's, it, and, and we all, I think it's something that like, I totally knew, but I was like, I think I've made, um, the question so hard of who are we, what are we called to do as a church? And one thing Jerry Cook said, he said, you know what? Some of it, we figure out our identity when we just go and start being Jesus, just go, just go do something. Just, j- just begin to be who you're called to be and minister. And you'll find that the Lord will just begin to develop who you are to match what you're doing because the Holy Spirit is in you. Every gift is available to us. We don't have to worry about what our, what our gifting is in the body of Christ because the fact of the matter is, is that every gift is available to us at all times. Now that doesn't mean that's, I mean, some people might function in one gift more often or whatever, but, but if, if I'm with somebody who needs to be healed, I don't have to call up somebody who has the gift of healings to come pray for them because I, I am the healing presence of Jesus. 
The Holy Spirit is inside of me ready to heal anybody at any moment. If somebody needs a word of encouragement from the Lord, I don't have to find somebody who is great at that. I just need to hear Jesus and and be Jesus's presence to them. And that's like one of the main things I I got so much from convention, and I'm sure you'll be hearing it kind of um, just coming out of us for a long time. Like I said, there were so many speakers and so many good things, but that was the one thing that just just nailed me to just say, you know what, I'm going to stop worrying about what, what things have to look like. And I just want to be those four things. If I can just go out and be, and remember that I am the saving presence of Jesus, the baptizing presence of Jesus, the healing presence of Jesus and the hope for people that he is coming back one day. If those things are at the forefront of my mind and everything that I do, then I think I'll have it figured out who I am, who we are as, as his church, whether we're at VBS serving, whether we're touching our neighborhood, whether we're involved in a school, no matter what we're doing, whether we're at our workplaces, let's just be who we already are. And let's allow the Holy Spirit who is in us, filling us, dwelling inside of us, move as he sees fit. You don't have to be called to be a speaker. You don't have to be a pastor to do this. You just have to be you and let Jesus come through you. And when you're focused on that, when you're, when you're just aware of Jesus in your life, uh, I imagine that you're probably all around just a better person anyway. Because if I go in to somewhere with Jesus in the forefront of my mind of he's working here just because I'm here, then I'm probably a little less focused on what's not happening or what's not going right. I can just be worried about what Jesus is doing. And that just makes all the difference, I think. So that's, that's pretty much uh, what I had to share for this morning anyway. So do you want to piggyback that at all? Well, I think, uh, just one of the things I just want to say as 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 your pastor is uh you know thank you for allowing us to go first of all but uh that God I think is just continuing to to solidify and say you know this is this is who you are that that we are a foursquare church and uh I don't know if we've tried not to be I'm not saying we haven't tried not to be I just feel like God really specifically was saying, hey, this is important. Uh, this is who you're called to be. And, you know, the force, I think one of the things about Foursquare, uh, when Foursquare was founded, there were several things about it. One is that it really touched its community. Uh, if you aren't aware, when Amy Simple McPherson, who was the first pastor, founded just Move of God, was... Uh, it was during the, the the Great Depression came on during that time, and they they fed over 
uh, what did they say? I think I've heard it before. Probably 1.5 million people were fed during the Great Depression through the Foursquare Church in Los Angeles, California. You know, our DNA, in our DNA, is touching our community, is, is making a difference. In other words, get this. When the government programs were dropped during the Great Depression, Foursquare picked them up and did them. That's pretty cool. I heard, I heard that statement. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's in our DNA. We, wa- we got to watch a video. We're just we're just filling you in what you what you sent us to, and I think that's that's appropriate today. So, um, we got to watch a video about how one one church in the Portland area went into this elementary school, and it was one of the most violent, one of the most poorly performing. You know, they were looking at closing it. Just a lot of trouble there. Um, totally, you know, they're a totally white church. Totally nice white church in suburbia okay that's how they de- that's how they describe themselves okay and this is a didn't look anything like them school we'll say that all kinds of different diversity a lot a lot poorer uh children families and uh just a few several years ago they just got a vision and all they did was they showed up one day to do some painting and some cosmetic stuff. And the pastor said he was hoping, you got to forget the numbers in terms of, you know, they're, they've got a lot of people in their church, but he was hoping for a couple hundred people. And they kind of spread the word in the community, hey, we're going to go do this. And 1,500 people showed up. I wasn't even sure if it was just his church or if that was surrounding churches or what. It wasn't, wasn't super clear. They weren't really trying to get into all that. But th- through that original thing was that this whole thing was birthed, and basically this this whole elementary school, or, well, high school, high school, not elementary school, high school, uh, has been transformed. Uh, the church bought a new football field, or Ni- oh, Nike did. Okay, so in other words, the word got to Nike, and a guy who's a believer from Nike, because he talked about, hey, God wanted us to do this or something. Uh, Nike then purchases a new football field. And then now the church is involved in, they do mentoring, they do coaching, they do all kinds of stuff that it's like they're just totally connected. Does that mean we're supposed to do that? Well, not exactly, but they made a difference in their community. That that school went from one of the worst to now it's one of the schools being uh, broadcast around the country saying, hey, you can turn something around. And you know what? The the separation of church and state kind of goes down when the people of God begin to serve and love. And it wasn't about anything with their church. It wasn't coming into our church. It wasn't, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. It was first just serving and loving them. So, you know, that's that's something in our DNA. You know, another thing in our DNA is is, is the miraculous that, you know, the Foursquare Church was founded with, with healing happening on a regular basis. And I believe that God still wants us to, to tap in to that calling in our lives, that he has called us to that, that we, we have that power, and we need to go for it again. You know what? Some of us, we've had, we've had some, some victories and maybe a lot more defeats, it seems like. And I think sometimes it's easier to, you just kind of, you kind of pull back. It's not that you don't still pray, because we're all too holy not to pray, right? 
you know, we we would never not pray for someone, especially if they're asking, you know. But it's kind of like in your heart, you're like, I'll pray, but you don't really expect anything to happen. And I, I want to move back to where, like, God, man, let me not just go through the motions. Let me not put my heart into it. Let me not just, you know, okay, we'll pray. All right, nothing happened. All right, well, that's what I expected anyway, is is to, to continue to allow God to to open our eyes, to, to fill us, to uh, reveal to us what he's already given us. Um, so that's that's where we're going. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other things I could share uh, that we, we could all share. But, uh, you know, just, just ask the Lord how you personally, uh, how you personally can continue to, to impact your world. Because really that's, if, if we don't do that, then we, we've missed out on the whole point of the church. We, we've missed it. And uh, I think it's easy to get caught up in a lot of other stuff. Uh, but let's not, let's not miss out on the opportunities that he's given us. That, uh, man, John, John and Jacob, what a great lead-in to, to today. That uh, we are the saving presence of Jesus. Uh, when I walk into a room, suddenly the the place is more whole than it was before. Not because of me. I mean, none of us are into that, uh, I don't think. If you are, then let me smack you, and we'll take care of that, okay? Uh, I don't think any of us, I look around the room, well, there's a couple of you I'm concerned about, but um, <clears throat> none of us think we're all that, right? I mean... You live life long enough, you get beat up enough and have stuff happen, you're like, okay, well, it's not it's not me, so I, I've gotten over myself. Uh, so if not, just ask God, hey, God, get, help me get over myself quickly uh, and painlessly if possible. Uh, but, hey, let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's go ahead and, and, and go ahead and be Jesus and see what happens. You know, the scripture that, uh, let me close with this, uh, the scripture that... Uh, Jerry Cook, who knows Jerry Cook that's been around a while, right? You ever heard of Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness, the book? Ever heard of that book? Yeah, that's that's him. So that's that was his that was his uh, kind of ministry philosophy in in their church. Um, but the scripture he asked is real familiar. It's first first uh, Ephesians one. Uh, it says. Uh, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age but also in the one to come and that's pretty cool right that's some powerful stuff and it says and god placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church get this in verse 23 which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I mean, do you get, do you see there where it says, hey, we are, I mean, if you just say the term, I am the saving presence of Jesus, 
It sounds like heresy, right? It sounds kind of, it sounds a little bit weird. If you hear it in context, hey, look, this is, hey, we're now the body. Jesus has been placed over everything for the church because we are his body which fills everything in every way. In other words, every single need that needs to be met is meant to be filled through the body of Jesus. So it's, we are the body, so then what am I? What facet of Jesus am I representing? What is needed in that moment? Because we are now the dwelling place of God, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, individually and corporately, He's there. And it says he fills everything in every way. And that's talking about the church, his body. That's kind of blows your mind right there. The, I mean, I know I've heard stuff like that before, but if you really think about it, hey, we're the body of Christ, and we are the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Hello. That's the one we have to chew on for a while and say, Lord, just help me, help me be aware. So can we stand? I just want to close this. Why don't you, if you want to, if you just want to open your hands or put your hands on your heart or just, just some, some kind of response, say, God, I, I want to be a part of that. Lord, we've, Lord, we've, we've come and we've, we've sung songs. We've remembered Jesus, first of all, that you are, you are foremost. You are first. You are the centerpiece. You are the king. You are the Lord. We have remembered you today. We have, we have, we have said, come and take your place, Lord, in the center of our lives. That's how we align ourselves with your kingdom, Lord. But you have said, hey, you know what? I'm over everything and I'm in charge and I'm in you and I'm in the center of your life and you're my body. You're my presence. You're, you're the power of God that's going to be sent out because I am in you. And I am, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you, Jesus says to us. And so, Lord, we just, we just say, come and, come and guide us, Lord. Come and direct us. Lord, come and open our eyes. Let us have a, have a, have a broader understanding, Lord. Let us have a clearer vision of what's going on. Let us have a greater awareness of your presence that is upon us, that is in us, that is leading us, that is flowing through us, Lord. It doesn't have to look all fancy or spooky or weird. It doesn't have to, it, it might, if, if it looks all weird, then great, as long as it's you, Lord. But it doesn't have to look a certain way, but it can bring power and change, whether it's quiet or loud, your person, the personality you've given us, Lord, we invite you to flow through us, to work through us, to move through us. Lord, let us change our world one person at a time. One person at a time. We invite you to open our eyes, Lord. Let us not miss any opportunities. Let us not shrink back and think we're less than who you've called us and made us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you still need prayer, uh, come on up, and we'd love to pray with you. If you need healing in your body or anything, if you haven't been touched yet, uh, ladies, tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, don't miss it, as you will get uh, get an awesome dose of the Word tonight in the presence of God.